With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Walk Pod post match phone in. And look at that. We've got three points now. How about that? Out the relegation zone. And with me tonight, my co host, Ian. Ian, how are you getting on, mate? You've been on the beers early. We've got four points, mate. <laughs> four points, but three, bag- three in the bag today. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And I am buzzing and you're quite right i have been on the beers and i will be drinking throughout this space because i feel as a fan i've earned it really yeah i think we all have we've all had a few beers tonight including uh the ones uh on the way back down to luton oh well um, no, oh, you mean you mean the players or you mean the fans everyone, everyone. No, the players the players have a game a a big six pointer Coming up, we got to put Burnley in their place on Tuesday. Ah, fuck that. Dominoes and beers on the bus. <laughs> well, Pelly, Pelly will be getting the Uno deck out, no doubt. Um, but I hope all the fans are drinking as they're they're coming back on the coaches. If, if you're driving, don't don't drink and drive. That's just silly. Um, but right away, I, I just want to talk about Rob Edwards's um, post match. And it was amazing that he dedicated that win to Mark Ledsom. Uh, Mark, who I, I didn't know personally. I know Jane. Um, but it's it's very sad. Like, I know, sorry to start the, you know, such a, a happy space off on such a sad note. But, you know, we, we should take a moment to think about Mark Ledsom and, and his sudden, you know, his sudden illness that caused him to pass. Yeah. And I think it's great that the players did it for him because that they all know him, and a lot of people. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and, and that's indicative of the type of person Rob is to to get that out of the way, and you know, and and and, and mention it straight away because that's what's at the forefront of people's minds, you know. Um, and thoughts go out to Jane and her family, um, and 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 not just them, you know. All the loved ones that have died recently have been waiting to see Lewin win the Premier League. You know, that, that's for everybody. Uh, not just the, the fans that were there today to see it and have been this season, but but everybody. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, an emotional day somewhat. Somewhat a, a day we've been waiting for for years and uh, it's finally here. And, and what a game, what a game. It was a good game. And But before we kick it over to Phil to get his thoughts on it... Um, I put out a tweet earlier from Hatter's Heritage that 
Lucenor and Beaton then lost six matches on this day. Actually, when I put out the tweet, it was five matches. But you know what? We've added another one today. And that tracks back to 1989 when we lost 3-1 to Man City at Main Road. And that is a hell of a run. Absolute hell of a run. And fair play to everyone for winning. Um, Ian, before we kick over to Phil, what, what were your thoughts on the game today? Obviously, it was a it was a very good performance. Um, the game plan um, was executed brilliantly. Um, I don't think it was our best game this season, um, which kind of shows the kind of space Everton are in. But that you know they've done well the last week or so. So, um, but it wasn't our best game. But we took our chances, and then when we we did go ahead, the the work rate off the ball to see it over the line was just sublime you know they, even when they changed formation they didn't have an answer they couldn't break it down they couldn't get shots on target so it was it was just superb it was a typical Luton Town performance of last year of teams not being able to break us down and even when um, Lockyer and Burke went off um, Mengi and Anderson um, were superb today for me yeah they, they really were um didn't even break a sweat, really. Um, they dealt with Calvert-Lewin. If anything, I think Anderson dealt with Calvert-Lewin even better. And Mengi, he made one tackle in particular where I, I think Calvert-Lewin was looking for a penalty. But if you watch it back and you just see his foot went in and he just nicked the ball off him. It was absolutely glorious. And I'm, I'm delighted. That's the first we've seen of Mengi. He's impressed me so far, just from that brief cameo. Um and you talk about the chances that they had um, and Everton coming off the back of such a good run. They did come close a lot from the beginning, but there weren't any any of these chances they had. They, they didn't cut us open. Like, for instance, the Dwight McNeil chance and Decore had a chance there. They're all from outside the box, really. So I wasn't overly concerned as close as they were. No, um, I mean, the, the the first kind of 15 minutes, the few chances they had there that they cut us open slightly on the wings and stuff. But other than after that, when, when we went ahead, they didn't really penetrate us at all. Um, they, they couldn't find, you know, Ogbené and his work rate today to be able to nullify them the way they did was just superb. You know, Ogbené, what a player. And Brown, again, you know, work rate from him. Um and that's what we brought them in for. We knew that's what we were going to get from them. Um, so, again, it's a, a massive nod to the recruitment team to to bring them two in. Um, yeah, they didn't they didn't really look like scoring, did they? Um, and, you know, there's question marks over over their actual goal. Um, I need to c- completely look back and assess it, but it didn't, you know, there were so many things going on, um, but it looked offside to me. Um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was very, very tight, and there was about five minutes of VAR yeah, well. um, which shows it was well. a yeah, which shows it was a um, obviously contentious decision. Uh, they were definitely looking at it for quite a while, whether it was right or, or wrong. Um, see what Gary Lineker has to say about it on much a day later. I I don't think it's even going to get much of a mention because the PGMOL actually fucked up spectacularly today. They they um, they denied Liverpool an actual legitimate goal today so i personally i don't think uh it's going to get any airtime that they'll probably um give it like 20 seconds of 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 chat and they'll probably 
they won't even mention there was five minutes of VAR. Um, but let, let's get let's get Phil in for his uh, thoughts on the game. Phil, you're driving back from uh, from Liverpool right now with producer Matt and Liz from Discord in your car. If you fancy unmuting, um, also um, stellar performance on Hatter or Lower. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. Thank you for that. Um, I just want to say that we got more points than I got at Hatter or Lower. How good is that? Come on. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're in the uh, the Amari wagon, as I'm calling it, because of my number plate, L29TFC. So um, we're in the Amari wagon. Uh, we're just about to get onto the M1, and we're a very, very happy happy set of fans here today. Um, so, um, so, yeah, everything that you've said um, so far has just been... Uh, completely understand it wasn't necessarily the best performance but um we got the goals we did what matters um we got two two great goals um from two very important players um like you said Ogbené was incredible I thought Nakamba had a superb match I thought he was absolutely brilliant at breaking things up at really critical times um so yeah we, we're just elated I think that the outpouring of emotion in the stands was something that will live with me for a long, 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 long time. It was absolutely electric in there. I love the ground. I put a few pictures um, over to you guys. And um, it's been a great day. One of, one of my favourite days ever. It's been absolutely brilliant. Wait, it's fantastic, Phil, that you mentioned Marvellous Nakamba because there's a, uh, a statistic that I uh, tweeted out. He actually has the most tackles in the Premier League, which is phenomenal. 26 tackles so far this season. Yves Basuma now has 25. And it's a great, a great mountain to be on top of for, for Marvellous Nakamba, uh, considering the talent and the millions, the hundreds of millions of pounds that people have spent on defensive midfielders. It really is. Um, we got Nick. Nick, do you want to unmute and tell us your thoughts on the game today? <laughs> yeah, up the hatters. Well, I'm guessing you're on your way back, Nick. How how was it for you today? Yeah, brilliant. Um, still at the top tier. Um, like you say, that's just elation, really. Second goal in. I think there was more people on the gangway floor than there was actually in seats. So everyone seemed really, really excited to see the the goals go in, and we've got the first three points on the road. And then on to Tuesday night at Burnley at Luton. Yeah, that's a massive game now, isn't it? Well, would you like to see us remain unchanged for that game? I see Lockyer came off, was walking at the end. Um, Burt came off. Not sure if he was an injury or just a tactical swap, but we'll have to see how we, how we go look into it. I mean, Mengi came on, played well. Um, Matt Anderson came on, played well. Now he had a good game again. So we'll have to see how it goes. So I've heard about Burke. It was a it was a tight groin, but knowing Burke, if you look at him, funny, he, he will he will get injured. Um, but it, it's good that we got those defensive reinforcements now. Like Anderson could realistically start against Burnley. Potentially Mengi could come on and, and play against Burnley. Uh, Locks confirmed after the game that he'd taken a whack in the eye. It was actually during the Everton goal. You actually see him get an elbow in the face. Oh, right, I completely missed that. So yeah, that would explain everything. So, so did Var. 
yeah. I think if it if it will just go with the same three that started today, and then just if need to change, we'll change. But Ogbené for me was a man of the match today. Our best pre-signing we've made since Jordan Clark. I don't, I don't know why we haven't started in recent games. I think this is the second game in a row he started in the league. Yeah. Excellent well, since, since that uh, Fulham cameo, he's made himself undroppable now. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone can... He, he has to be the first name on the team sheet. It's, it's brilliant now that, that with him playing so well, we've now got to change the whole shape. And it just suits us a lot better. We're going for the 4 three, three. Yeah, you you like the 3-4-3 uh, the three, three now. Yeah, play him on the left wing, uh, up top on the left with Doughty coming off left back. I think them two being so quick is, is unstoppable, really. Don't think anyone would get any glove in on them apart from Kyle Walker, but the, I just, Ogbené was running through him. Yeah, oh my days. Well, I, I can't wait for that matchup between Ogbené, left wing, Kyle Walker, right back. Um, because they'll, they'll have some hell of a foot race. They really will. Uh, of Benny's lightning and the left side, we really do have people on toast. It's sensational. Yeah, the first, I think the first 10 15 minutes Evan had the game, they they started to go down the right, but then realized that the pace that we had, so kept trying to hit obviously go as Kabore as the weak link, um, and flood that side because they had no joy passed out in uh, of Benny. Yeah, very much so, but Nick. Safe drive, mate. I hope you're home soon. Um, let's much. get our next speaker on. Frederick. Frederick, if you'd like to unmute and tell us your thoughts on the game today. Well, thank you. Um, it was a massive win and I'm just delighted, enjoying the moment. And uh, especially what made me very happy was to see our improvement on the set pieces, our threat on corner kicks in the first half. And before we scored the goals, uh, the first goal we had, we, we looked dangerous on on Dowdy's corners for uh, three or four times. I think it was a massive improvement for, because I I, th I think we have lacked a little bit of quality in that that area in in the previous matches. Yeah, well, very much so. Like the the stats from today, we had two shots on target, two goals. And they were both from set pieces. Uh, which goal did you prefer more? Did you prefer uh, Lockyer's goal where he chased down Ashley Young? Or did you prefer Morris's goal with that sumptuous ball from Alfie Doughty? <laughs> how, how can you pick one of those massive goals? Uh, I was just... Uh, I, I can't, I can't uh, decide. What do you think? <laughs> well, for me, I loved Lockyer's goal because... You know, it made Everton look very silly. Yeah. Um, what with the ball cannoning off the bar from Morris's head onto Pickford's chest, and then Ashley Young <laughs> trying to clear his lines and getting hunted down by Tom Lockyer was just fantastic. Yeah, I, really I agree. Was. It was typ typical Luton gold, really stylish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to be honest. That, that's what we need this season, isn't it? Um, how, how are you feeling optimistic-wise about our chances of staying up? Has it changed today or were you always an optimist? Uh, well, I, 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 I like to see myself as an optimistic, uh, optimistic guy, but uh, I think we, we are on the right way and I, I feel more, more, more confident after today's win. And, and if we could go at home and, and beat Burnley on Tuesday, 
that would get us up to seven points, and, and that's a that's a great start. It really would be, and we would make absolutely everyone eat their words. Gary Lineker, Garth Crooks, <laughs> Danny Baker, all these twats on social media, all of them. We'll make them all eat their words. Um, but it would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so, uh, also, if anyone else wants to give their thoughts on today, please request to speak. And current speakers, if you want to jump back in as well, you can unmute and, and have a little word again. Um, I want to talk about the penalty incident, though. Um, so I've seen I've, I've seen quite a few handball incidents this uh, this season so far. The ball struck Garner's arm from across. And I would say of all the potential handballs I've seen this season so far, that was the most handball-y handball yet. Ian, is, like, the PGMOL and the refs, they are proper shitting the bed this season, man. Yeah, it's definitely the most handball-y handball handball we've seen this season. Because um, he kind of lent into it to be able to direct it. Um, that was my feeling from it anyway. Um, but who knows? The rules are so fucking clouded. It's ridiculous. But... Um, straight away and it went to VAR you know that's it was more of a handball than the one last week you know so I didn't I didn't get that it went to VAR I wasn't I wasn't at the game I was watching it on a a perfectly legal stream obviously and um and when it went to VAR I was saying well yeah that's going to be a pen 100% that's going to be a pen Um, because Pelly was right behind him yeah, we said exactly, and that was the main point of that. It it it, it changed the direction of the ball. If if it hadn't hit his arm, it would have gone to Pelly, or at least Pelly would have been able to affect the ball. But like we said last week, it's Luton. It doesn't matter if that was Liverpool. It's a different story. It's everywhere. There'll be an apology straight away. Or if that's Man City, there again. already has been an apology. Yeah, for, for that, of course there is. And but... they said they're going to talk to the club as well. Yeah, it's mad. Whereas there, been... there won't be anything for us. No, of there, course not, because it's looting. But they got um, bigger fish to fry. Thankfully, um, thankfully, yeah. it it didn't matter in the end, you know. Um, but you know, it's just no moment. It's just shite. I mean, we've listened for to, for years about VAR being shite and all this, that, and the other from Premier League supporters, um, and, and we're definitely getting the shitty end of the stick with it um, this season. So. We just got, like we said last week, we've just got to do us. We've just got to affect the game the way we can. And we did that today, you know, so uh, there's nothing they could have done about it. So you're saying we should control the controllables. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's catchy. I just came up with that. That's a very good um, statement. Yeah. I like that. that is a very good statement. Uh, I think I should trademark that. Uh, we got Steve Moore. Steve, unmute and give us your thoughts on today. How was the cabin club, mate? Steve, got on mute. I reckon he's still at the bar. You think he's still at the bar? Probably. Yeah, so, oh, so, sorry about that. Uh, I didn't realize the mic right, went Steve? off. No, we've had a great time. We're going back on Monday when it's gets packed there. Uh, we were, well, I wouldn't say we were brilliant today. I'd actually say we were better against West Ham and Wolves. We still had a bit more of the luck go our way today. But, yeah, but my that, word, it's a terrific result. 
it's a classic Luton performance. So we, we don't need to we don't need to dominate the ball. Everton had seventy percent of possession, but we don't need the ball, do we, Steve? We definitely don't need the ball. I still think we were better against Wolves and West Ham because we created more. But we also look better defensively in those games. But there are gonna be games where we get less luck and games where we get more luck, and today was just one of those days. But well, t- it, you're also you got to remember, Steve. Today was an away performance, whereas Wolves and West Ham were both home performances with the with the Kenny behind us. So, like, of course, on a smaller pitch as well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna create more chances. But I think this is a classic. Do you remember that ch- that time? Uh, I think it was the season before last when we were just winning our away games one nil. It, it felt was like, like that. Yeah. that. It was it, exactly like that. It felt like that. When we got 2 0 up, I thought, oh, this is good. We just need to see it at half time. And, and to be fair, when they got one back, I didn't go to Brighton, but obviously I was at Chelsea. It's the first time this season I've felt an away end feel like what we would call proper football. When they got one back, it felt like proper football. And I'll give Everton credit for that because it, that felt like a proper football game the minute we get them back, back into the game. And as a result, we did so, so well to see that out under the amount of pressure we had, particularly given basically every defender we got got injured. Yeah, well, you know, with Lockyer, he got an elbow. I said it already. There, there were more elbows than a fucking dinner table in that game. <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. It was, but it's huge. We've got to get results in games like that. When, if we get a bit of luck, like with Lockyer's goal... If we need to see it out and get results out of it, and we managed to do it today, which is huge, it's a huge three points. It, it, it counteracts some of the bad luck we had against West Ham and Wolves, and as a result, we won four points. And to be fair, four points out of Wolves, West Ham, and Everton, given the performances and the luck involved, is probably just about fair. Maybe you play five. Yeah. But it's close enough to it, to be fair enough. The thing is, do you see Burnley as a six-pointer now? I see... Well, I figured we needed four points out of Everton and Burnley. So I suppose you would say Burnley's now are not must not lose. Yeah, well, I, I said it on the podcast that... Um, I, I, I did want to say they're all must-wins, but I did say they're must-not-losers. Um, like with with the run that we we've had, like Wolves, Everton, Burnley, um, and Fulham, which we unfortunately did lose. Um, but I did say we have to take points off these people because we're essentially going to be in a mini league with them, trying to avoid relegation. So it, it's important we stay in touch with. We got to stay as close to thirteenth in the table as possible because anyone from thirteenth down is in danger of getting relegated. I I completely agree. And getting points out of what... And I don't think Forrest... Did Forrest get, what, three, four points away from home all season? It was something incredibly small. And they, they, they only won up. one game away from home. Well we've, managed, we've, well, we've matched that now already. And everyone yeah, talks exactly. about how... Yeah, I said that. Everybody yeah. talks about how important our home record's going to be and how our home form's going to be better in relation to anyone else in the history of this division for the recent memory. But, well, we've now got three points away from home. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're, they are going to be three massive points because also it's against a team that we're going to be battling relegation uh, with, you know? The one thing um, I would say if, on if that you... is that I don't think yeah. Everton are that bad. They, I think Everton, is st- based on what we've seen, and obviously their performance against Brentford particularly, I think they're vastly better than Wolves. I genuinely think they yeah, are well, funny enough, than Wolves beat Man City today. Can you believe it? Well, I couldn't believe that result. That was... Bonkers. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't believe that result. I, was, I, was, I saw that result with about five minutes to go and I was like, what on earth is going on there? But it shows that gay, people can have vast, even at this level, we have vastly different abilities of game and abilities of performance. So we are going to have bad performances. And I genuinely think, looking at the way this season's going, that we could lose 10 nil home and away to Liverpool and Man City, and the 3 nil ho- reverse at Stamford Bridge is probably worse than that. <laughs> yeah, well, considering where Chelsea are at the moment, we'll be watching their game tomorrow with great interest. Because you know what? If we beat Burnley, we go above Chelsea. Exactly. It's unbelievable, right? It's hilarious. And they spent, what, a billion pounds in the last 12 months? <laughs> yeah. Something goes through it, insane amounts of money. It just goes to show, um, c- considering, c- considering like all the shit we've been getting from the mainstream media. Exactly, that's saying, the biggest issue I've got. I mean, Gar Crook is a joke, and anyone that knows anything about football has considered him a joke for a decade. So I, I actually felt quite Garth angry. Crooks, is I, it? Actually, I actually felt quite angry about how upset we got about Garth Crooks because most people who understand football have considered particularly his team a week, team of the week, a joke for at least a decade. And I think there's an element that we don't quite understand how the mainstream media works and that's why we're getting worked up quite so much about it as we are. Not that it shouldn't be better because it should, but it's a lack of understanding because we've not been in it as much as we would would have been if we'd have been in the top two tiers for the last decade. Uh, but, and, and yes, I agree, it should be better, but it isn't. And there's a lack of understanding from a lot of our fans that it isn't better than it is because it does do too much of playing to the lowest con- common denominator. Yeah, well, as you say, the lowest common denominator in in this instance are the, the sofa-dwelling bottom-feeding Premier League fan base around the globe who, who, you know, they have player avatars and shit and they have those blue ticks and they, they, they literally just tweet about a team that they've never been to fucking see. So that that is the whole point of, of um, social media, essentially. It, it's to cater to these absolute fucking idiots. That is essentially it. So, so someone said to me, Garth Crooks probably had his his Crooks of the Matter blog written by Chat GPT. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> anyway, I'd better go because we got to get trained back into the town centre, city centre to quite possibly the worst hotel in the UK. But <laughs> I hope it's cheap, mate. It was the cheapest. I will give them that. It's not that bad. <laughs> well, anyway. Thank you very much, Steve, for coming on. And uh, maybe I'll see you at the Kenny for Burnley. 
Yeah, well, we're going to Van. Well, I'm going to Venice, so I might see you outside there. Yeah. Depends how quickly you get back from Liverpool because we're not leaving here till Tuesday morning. So. Oh, well, make sure you get back because you're not going to want to miss the Kenny for Burnley. <laughs> we're absolutely rocking, I'm sure, after today. Yeah, it will be. It will be. But safe travel back when, when you leave. And yeah, catch you later, mate. Ian, I have yeah. to say about the, um, the the substitutions for Anderson and Mengi. I was very impressed with them. I really was. And I feel we've done some great business and I can't wait for Osho to come back. But at the same time, I want to see more of Mengi. Am I crazy? No, no. I mean, you sound surprised that they did so well. I, 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 I was. I was. Like, especially Mengi. He came on. He could have given away a pen, but he put his foot in expertly. Well, look, you know, I see it this way. The recruitment team have quite a lot of credit in terms of the people that um, they've signed over the last few years. And I was never worried about the players that we recruited. I knew, and I've said this previously on the podcast and on Spaces, that it was always going to be a transition. It was always going to take a little bit of time. I was never really worried about that. And that's not getting ahead that we're going to start lighting up the Premier League, because I don't think we will. But we're going to do okay. You know, even before the Wolves game, the underlying numbers were there. Um, And we proved that at Wolves and we proved that at Everton. Yeah, they're down our our end of the league, but the performances have been there. The numbers have been there. so I wasn't surprised. And Anderson's come on well um, since his first game, and and Mengi's got good pedigree. We can see why we signed him. You know, his 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 reactions are lightning quick. He's going to make the odd mistake. Same with Kabore is going to make the odd mistake. I you know, there's a few people I've seen online that have been on Kabore's back because he's made the odd mistake this that, and the other. But he gives us a lot, um, and he'll grow as well um, for us this season. I wasn't surprised. I was pleased that they they performed to the standards that they did, you know, and I think we'll get a lot more from them. They've been bought in for that reason. He trusts them and um, Rob's the right man to, to coach young lads like that. So um, it's great. You, the the biggest surprise for me today and the most pleasing aspect was actually set pieces. Um, it shouldn't go unbid. You know, we've obviously been working on them. Um, for me, that was, that was the biggest win today. To, to, to see how well the set pieces come off. And we could have had, you know, one or two more from that. You know, the, the offside goal, um, all, all right, it was it was offside, but that could have been a good goal as well. Um, loads of pleasing factors there for me. Very much so. And another word on Marvellous Nakamba as well, um, because he was absolutely sensational today. Um, we already mentioned his statistics. Um, I, I wrote, I tagged in an Aston Villa fan, said he was an absolute steal. And someone said, good player defensively, he just doesn't fit a possession-based style. But it was good to see him doing so well. So I wanted to recant that by saying, you know, I know what you mean. His pass success rate is only 84% this season. I definitely wouldn't want to see him in a possession-based system. But how crazy is that? For Marv to have an 84% pass success in our system. Absolutely mind-boggling. I don't know if it's mind-boggling after what we saw last season. Um, well, keeping uh, it ticking over. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you speak to a majority of Aston Villa fans, they were sad to see him go. Um, they knew there was a good player there, but they're several years ahead of us and several hundreds of million pounds ahead of us, you know, so they've, they've moved on from that. But they rate most of them rated him as a player. And he is a player, you know, he's a very good player. And and alongside him in that double pivot, Pelly did exceptionally well today. I think it's gone unnoted because uh, how well Marv did. But um, but Pelly was 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 solid today was solid there was one moment though sorry to put a dampener on things there was one moment in the first 15 minutes where everton had a very good chance where there was a complete miscommunication between bell and pelly where pelly sprinted forward i don't know what he was doing i think he was trying to play an offside um with bell bell just got sucked in and left a huge gap behind that was a heart in mouth moment yeah that was the one where they just missed a foul post, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I was, I was a bit bricking it there. Yeah, but the the thing we've got to understand with that is that you know little bits and pieces will happen like that, and you know they can go punished in 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 the Premier League. Um, that will happen, but we are still transitioning, um, and we are cutting out more and more of those mistakes. So, and Pelly hasn't had loads of game time in, in comparison to to other other lads in the middle. So. Um, you know, we can't just pull him up on that. You know, I think he had a very, very good game today. No, I'm not pulling him up. I'm not pulling him up. We'll have I no, we'll, he we'll did have no, really well. He did we'll have really no Pelly well. shit talking here, mate. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> mate, Pelly's a legend. Um, I, I will never shit talk Pelly. Never in a million fucking years. But got Burge on now. Burge, you come back from the prawn sandwich. He brigade. is going to be buzzing. He's going to be buzzing. Yeah, behind enemy lines, Burge. <laughs> How about that? I hope your kids don't get the shit kicked out of them at school on Monday. Yeah, no, I'm unbelievable day. Um, fantastic result. Uh, phenomenal day. We got there at half 11. Got shown around the dressing rooms by Graham Stewart and Ian Snowden. And I was like, well, are we going in the Luton dressing room or what? Um, Drop something in the water. Um, got shown uh, one of the shin pads from one of their players. Really not interested, but no, unbelievable day. Um, fantastic. You know, the atmosphere, the Luton fans were, were phenomenal over the other side. Um, I was guided. I wasn't over there, but I was in amongst the Everton fans. The, honest to God, they, it was some of their, some of their comments were, were so derogatory against us, but um, end of the day, we got the uh, we got the job done, and uh, yeah, three points. F- fantastic day, Burge. You you promised us a couple of spaces ago that you were you were going to be in the hospitality section, that you were going to get thrown out in around the eighty odd minute. Did that yeah. happen or not? No, um, it didn't uh, because uh, do you know I think they've given up. I think the Everton fans have given up. That <laughs> you know, I, I quite like Sean Dyche, and I think he's he's a uh, I think he's he's a good guy and he works hard, but he, all he did today was throw some hands the same way and no one was looking at him. Um, it was bizarre. You know, what was... I, I was sat right behind the dugouts. We had f- unbelievable seats. The, the company I work for um, have, have got a box there and, and got hospitality there and we the, the seats were right behind the dugouts and the, the information that was coming from Rob Edwards and the information that came from Sean Dyche was... was, was so totally opposite ends of the spectrum because 
Rob Edwards was given proper, detailed, proper information, and Sean Dyche was just throwing his hands forward. Um, anytime they played a side was passing midfield, he was fuming Dyche. Um, it's a, and I don't, I don't want to come on here and, and hammer Everton because I love them as a football club. They're literally ten minutes from my house. It's a good club. It's a proper club. I want them to stand. I genuinely want to stand the Premier League, but. I was a little bit disappointed today sitting in the stand listening to their fans and and how their their attitude towards the game was um was really disappointing you know they they felt it felt today like they they felt privileged about playing against us they felt they had a divine right to beat us so um winning the game was superb and I, I thought you know we rode it like at times Ghana's at it the post um first 15 20 minutes i thought they were they were on top but in general um you know you know we're not going to go out and dominate a game we're not going to go out dominate possession beat a, a, a team by 60% possession and, and and bopping them all over the pitch we're going to win a game by digging in defending from set pieces getting set pieces scoring set pieces and that's what we did today and and we deserved it. And it was honest to God to watch Luton Town in the Premier League winning at, at Everton was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, brilliant day. Uh, Burge, are you going to try and get any Luton players in on loan at Southport? Uh, yeah. So we've already spoken. I've spoken to, to Rob about Elijah. He's not getting too much game time. So I think he's going <laughs> to, he's going to come across at some point. Um, no, nah, listen, um, I think uh, I don't think they'd they'd benefit too much by uh, by popping up here, but um, I think no. you should try and get Tobias Brainy. He's an absolute bags man. Sound? If you are you his agent? I'm, <laughs> I'm not, but you know more people at the club than I do. So I'll return <laughs> your calls. No, uh, uh, yeah, no. Uh, we I was um I actually got stopped. Actually thinking about it, I got stopped at the end. I went. As all the Everton fans were filtering out, I stayed in the. I'm not throwing it in here, but I was in the director's box on the far side. And of course you, of course you were, Burge. No, yeah. And uh, Gary and David were the other side of the thing, and I went to go across, and I got stopped. But genuinely, I, I caught David's eye, David Wilkins's eye, and he looked across and just, honest to God, that I'll say it, I've said it so many times, and I'll say it again: we're so lucky to have the people in charge of our football club that we've got. Because they care and they give a they give a shit, you know, and um, and I think we've seen today how a football club could be in such bad hands by people who don't care about a football club and have got no, um, have got no affiliation to the football club and got no affiliation to the area. We are so lucky to have the people we have in charge of our football club because. Nobody, there'd be nobody prouder than than Gary Sweet and Derek, uh, David Wilkinson watching the, the the players and the staff come off the football pitch today. It was it was brilliant and just to, just to, I, I think today is a real real good moment for for our club. Um, what we've been working for to be able to to go to Goodison Park and in a heart, uh, you know, and come away with with three points is 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 sensational, really. So we've got to enjoy, it, haven't we? And uh, and build for the next one. Well, I actually do speak to David Wilkinson, so I'll put in a word. I'll tell him to send Tobias Brainy down to you in South, well, up to you in Southport. Uh, we've actually got Dave Wilkinson, who's going to come on to play some Hatter or Lower, as you will, Burge. Um, we'll see how you get on. 
Um, hopefully you do better than Phil, our writer, who got two out of ten. Now, how do you think you'll get on with Hatter or Lower? How's your loose appearance knowledge? So what's, what are the questions? Well, I get two players. I get 20 players in total. Two players, player A, player B. And I ask you who played more. And uh, then you got yeah. to guess who played more out of these okay. two players I've given you. Uh, I think well, I'll be alright. I think right I'll be alright. Right. <laughs> be careful, he'll stitch you up. <laughs> He's horrible. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't stitch anyone up. You know, the, the questions are the questions. I can't do anything about that. But, it's fact, but, isn't it? I no, I think I'll be okay. I, I, yeah, I'll back myself. I'll be okay. Yeah, well, you know, you got to try and beat Simon Pitts. You got nine out of ten. Absolutely. Oh, I've got no chance of beating Pittsy, have I? The geezer <laughs> goes home. He got home from Everton tonight and got straight on Hatter's Heritage and swatted up how many minutes everyone played. I've got no chance of beating him. I'll have you know, Hatter's Heritage is completely automated, and it is in my top three favorite sites. I must spend. So I believe, yeah, so it's top draw. Yeah, it is really good. I recommend everyone check it out. And I'm not just saying that because I run the socials for Hatter's Heritage. Also, everyone in the comments, get your your thoughts in about how the game went today as well. Sorry, Budge, continue. No, 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 it's all right. I was just saying you are only bigging it up because you do the social. Oh, yeah. Uh, That that and it, it does the important job of preserving the history of our club. It really I, I'm is. not. De- I'm not denying you do a great job, and it's a brilliant site. I'm just saying you are bigging it up because you do the socials. Oh yeah, uh, but I'm actually <laughs> on it right now. And the funny thing is, I'm looking at a picture of Sean Dyche from when he played for us. Uh, 15 appearances in total. He scored one goal. He hasn't changed at all. He doesn't since he seem, played for us. He doesn't seem to have aged at all, does he? He hasn't. There's probably a, a portrait of him that's getting fucking ugly as we speak. Yeah. Very much so. Um oh he actually played against Man City for us. That's interesting. He was uh he was on loan during the um during the ninety eight ninety nine season, which were absolutely abject times for Luton Town under Lenny Lawrence. One one last thing before you go, Virgil. I know you're probably busy. Um, what, tactic wise, what did you think to our set pieces today and 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 our progress we've seen on them uh, this season? Did you get that, Virg? Sorry, go ahead, say that again. Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying from a tactic point of view. Um, how, how how did you feel about um, our set pieces today and the progress we've seen on on them this season? Yeah, I was. I think they're vital. I think they're they're they're, they're massive for us. Um, and it's interesting that at half time, you know, the Everton fans are talking about how that should be their meat and drink because they're a big side, they're a Sean Dyche side, so set pieces should be should be nailed on for them. But if you can just get somebody up against somebody in a uh in a mismatch situation which we did do um then you've got an upper hand on them and it's all about the delivery but when it's all not only about the delivery but believing the delivery is coming and getting into an area where you can score and you know um 
Morris's goal, you know, I've seen it back and it's a fantastic delivery and Morris has gone and it's a brilliant first time finish. Um, but he's believed that it's gone in there and it's, and it's great delivery. And the first, and, and Lockyer's is just pure and utter desire to go and block and, and, and stop uh, and score a goal basically. Um, but they, it's, they're huge. They're absolutely massive in every level at any time. You know, France won the world cup by Zidane, Zinedine Zidane, the greatest midfielder of our generation, probably scoring two headers from corners. So they're, they're the biggest, you know, they're, they're, they're so massive set pieces. And I think defensively, we're brilliant. I think we're really good in terms of, we've got Colton Morris and, and I know Elijah hasn't started, but last season, I said it a lot on, com- on co-commentary with Simon. They, they got so many first contacts defensively, Colton, uh, Morris and, and Elijah Adebayo clearing things. And if you've got two people like that getting the ball away, and then you've got at the other end people attacking it and scoring goals. That it, it's huge. So, yeah, I've got no issue with us staying up this year being a set piece team. No issue whatsoever. You know, if that's us, then that's us. But I, I just like the fact that we're going after teams and we're not. I don't think we are playing like that. You know, we get them and we we're good at them. Great. But I, I actually think we're actually going after teams and we're setting ourselves up not to sit back, play in a low block, allow teams to come onto us, which is is what you see a lot of of teams who get promoted from the championship, you, you know, they, they, they want other teams to, to come onto them and, and counter attack. We go in and trying to press and trying to win the ball high up and, um, and, and press, you know, really high up the pitch and win the ball back high up the pitch. And, and that's such a positive for us. So, um, I think we're in a good place. I think we're in a good place. Listen, you know, Everton had the chances today and Everton fans will come away saying they, they could have, you know, got a point, got, got, I'm sure a lot of them would have thought they got three points today, but you know we'll 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 take the take the win and uh, for me fully deserved. Well, Everton fans are completely fuming about this result because you said it before they they believe they have a divine right to beat us. But I have to ask you, like before I let you go, I have to ask you what what now for Elijah Adebayo? Do you think he's happy just being the bench player for? Carlton Morris because he is the backup. Yeah, um, for me, I think it's difficult because I don't think Brown has come in and and been outstanding. He's um, not been an Og Benny, has he? No, no. He's good against Fulham, but yeah, the last two games he hasn't exactly. I wasn't. I thought Brown was was average today. In fairness, um, I don't think he was. He was anything to to get excited by I think at times Elijah gets you excited um, you know I've not seen enough of Brown to to to, um, to comment really and I don't like commenting about players when I haven't seen them and, and, and team and, and performances when I've not seen them so uh, you know I'll, I'll leave I think I think it's horses for courses and I think there's times where Elijah has got a, an opportunity to come on and, and play and 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 do well but I just think he, for me with Elijah I just think he needs to show a little bit more urgency a little bit more work work rate make a few more Carlton Morris makes opportunities for himself for his work rate he, 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 he hustles and bustles and he's physical and he's aggressive and I think I think at times Elijah can be a bit more like Carlton Morris um, and I think that'll give him a bit more opportunity to um, to play in the team but I certainly wouldn't dismiss Elijah. I, I think he's 
he brings a lot to the table. I think he's diff, you know, he, he he's a handful. I don't think as a centre half you want to play against him, um, and certainly he deserves the opportunity from what he did last season to prove himself at this level. So, um, yeah, I, I'd persevere with him. I think he learns a lot from Mick, and I think he he he's he's definitely. I think he's a strong character. You've heard players talk about, and he's not he's not a, a senior pro. He's not an old player, but from what you hear players talk about is that he has an influence in the dressing room and um, he's quite a big character. So I think he's one certainly that you keep around and you try and persevere with. So um, yeah, I'd I'd not dismiss him at the minute, but he does certainly need to do a little bit more at the level to try and uh, impact games. Yeah, very much. Do you think we could potentially see him taking that role that Jacob Brown has? He he he's a runner. He's he's very pacey. He's physical. He's athletic. Yeah, possibly. He do that. Uh, as I say, I I wasn't particularly, you know, uh, it's the first time I've seen Brown in the flesh today, and uh, you know, I'm coming away and I'm sitting there thinking I didn't particularly see Brown do an awful lot today. I think he's he's bigger than Brown. He's you know he's probably as quick as I don't know as quick as him. He's he's physically as a presence bigger than Brown. So yeah, I don't see why not, but there, then you'd probably question why have we brought Brown in, you know, instead, or is he to, to play instead of him or what? I don't know, but I certainly think, but like, who else yeah. have we got up top realistically? Yeah. Especially I mean, Corley Woodrow came on, but yeah, yeah. Options, options, but no, I think, I, I, I think, I think Carlton is is your number nine, is your main centre forward, and then you've got players to come off him. But they need to do a little bit more, I think, to be more of a goal threat. That's the thing at the top level when you're looking, or any level, you're looking at you know Colton Morris, Elijah Aribayo in the in in the in the Championship are goal threats in the Premier League. Colton Morris proved himself to be. I know he scored two pens and a and a you know and a, and a, and, a, and a, from a free kick today, but he's a goal threat. That's a goal threat. Um, is that is about Adebayo a goal threat? Probably not. Is Brown a goal threat? He's at the bar at Fulham, I think, didn't he? And uh, you need goal threats. That's what you need. And I, I just worry that we haven't quite got enough of them at the moment um, from from other areas. But um, no, it's listen. There's, I'm not. There's nothing negative from tonight. Today we, we've got to be positive and uh, and look forward for the next one. Very much so. Um, there is a lot to be positive about. And moving on to Burnley, um, will you be watching that, or have you got a uh, have you got a match yourself? Uh, Tuesday, yeah, we've got a balanced game. We've got a game against Boot or just a friendly, so uh, I won't be watching that. But um, yeah, I'll be catching up with it and uh, obviously keeping tabs on it. So. No, it's again. It's, listen, we should be full of confidence. We should be, you know, we should be going there, uh, invite, you know, getting them and, and and trying to win the game. And uh, we're excited by it. Well, what's your opinion? Do you think it's a six pointer this early in the season? I think every game's a six pointer, isn't it? Every, both teams need to win games at this level. I I, I think Burn. I, I I think play at our best and the best. Uh, and the best version of ourselves, I think we can is be as good as Burnley, although they play completely different to us under 
Vincent company. They pass the ball and they try and play out and they, they're totally different to us. I, I think we can be as effective as them, uh, you know, at this level, but it's, it'll be tough. We'll see. We'll see. You know, they're, they're, they've not got, they've not started well. I don't think, I think, I think people expected them to start really well and have a decent season. I think people expected us to struggle. Um, you know, we've both probably struggled a little bit. You know, we've had a great result today. So I think it, it sets it up for a real good game. Um, I don't think at this point it's a six-pointer. I think, every, as I say, I think every point, every game you'd argue is a is a six-pointer. But um, we, you know, we just need to concentrate ourselves, do be ourselves, be the best version of ourselves. And and, and 100%, if we go and win 3-0, I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, I'd say a lot of a lot of it does come. Uh, a lot of the narrative does come from the fact that everyone, well, the mainstream media is so busy noshing off Vincent Company because he's like the second coming of Pep Guardiola. But in reality, Burnley had the most expensive assembled squad in the Championship last season. Yes, they were great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they they were as good as as Fulham for the previous season. But in reality, I feel we have enough for them. Yeah, I agree. I think we've got. Well, I know we've got enough to beat them. You know, I know we've got enough to beat them. We just need, we need, we need seven, eight, nine players on the day to be at, 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 at seven, eight, nine out of ten, and we'll be okay. Um, you know, but uh, we've just got to take confidence and self belief from today. I think this will give us a massive shot in the arm. This result. Today. Um, and uh, and bring it on. You know, we're here for the ride, aren't we? You know, if we win, lose or draw, we're here for the ride. There's we we all know there's bigger pictures. So let's just embrace every game, embrace every challenge, and and go and do what we can to to win three points. Amen. Thank you very much, Burge. And I'll let you crack on with your Prawn Sandwich Brigade evening. Thank you very much for your time this evening. No worries, Ollie. Thanks, mate. Yeah. I'll catch you on Hatter or Lower at some point. Um, but Ian, no, I'm not going to say the joke in ear line. Um, let's <laughs> let we can talk a bit more about the game. Um, got, I'd say we've got about 10 minutes or so before Match of the Day starts. I don't know when Match of the Day starts these days. Luton normally are the last on the running order, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't really watch it, but um, what are you drinking? I'm just drinking a Heineken, to be honest. Uh, I'm on my third this evening. Third, third. Um, yeah, it's not so bad. It's... Uh, you know, a tasty beverage. What are you drinking this evening? Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, I've never really got on with Hobgoblin. It's a bit hoppy for my taste. No, yeah, most of it's shite, but the um, the, the gold IPA is all right. Um, yeah, but yeah, what a result. And um, just looking at Burnley, um, it is still going to be a tough game. Obviously, they're still a very good outfit and they, they have played well in patches this season. And, you know, they've been a bit unlucky as well. Um but what would you take from that? If they, if it, if you were to say, "Oh, a point from it now," would you snatch your hand off? Or I guess I would because it keeps them at arm's length as long as any, anything other than a Burnley win for me, because it keeps them at arm's length. It sort of moves us a bit more up the table. 
But I genuinely think that we have enough to win that game. Because if you if you look back to Burnley last season, when there was such a huge disparity between the two teams, Burnley haven't really improved their team. If anything, I'd say they're slightly weaker um, because they, they've lost Nathan Teller, who was so crucial to how they played last season. Yeah. Um, and they and they lost Ian Matson as well. Yeah. Um, whereas we've just strengthened so much. I think with the way we play and at home, it could be just like last season, except instead of, you know, ending up giving them a penalty through a really dodgy handball like we did last year, I reckon we could absolutely do them. We could turn them over at the Kenny. That's my opinion. I don't know if, if I'd go as far as absolutely do them, but um, I mean, they're, they're set up to prove me wrong. But um, yeah, they were tight games last season. Um, they, they, they were a good outfit. He's, he's, he's a decent-ish manager as well. Um, they've got a very good squad in terms of quality, but um, they just quite haven't quite got off the mark, have they? Um, but again, they've been playing well, but playing well doesn't always get you points. Um you know, sometimes you have to do the dirty stuff, um, which we did today. Um, again, it's it's not been our best performance today, but we did the dirty stuff and got the points. And Luton are very, very good at doing that, and that should give us confidence for Burnley because we'll, we'll be very, very positive coming off the back of today. The fans will be positive as well. Um, I guess one question for you: I, I I kind of saw this last two results coming. Did you? I saw it coming. Yeah. Like yeah. there there has been a trend now of steadily improving performances. I knew that we I knew that the win was coming. I knew it. I, I to be honest, I thought the win was coming against Wolves. But after that Fulham performance, I genuinely thought a win was coming next game. Cause we absolutely battered Fulham. Sure they had all those shots from outside the box, but until until they scored their goal, I thought there was only one team that was going to win that game. And you know, I've just seen us going strength to strength. We we've gotten to got gotten to grips with the Premier League now. So yeah, I, I saw I saw this coming. I saw the win coming, and I I think we're going to keep going from strength to strength because we know what the Premier League is about now. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, we we've said it over numerous pods and numerous spaces that. The the performances have been improving steadily. If anything, the performance went down today, but um, but our, our nous and our grittiness and being clever on the ball, very clever off the ball as well, uh, as 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 provided that result today. You know, um, we've treated the whole league with respect, even though the league hasn't treated us with respect. Um, and today was the fruition of all that hard work. And and what a day, you know, what a result. Um again okay. I think we're type we're we're wrapping up now, but what 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 a day. And I'm glad uh, but before done. before we wrap up, we can have a word about the post match scenes as well, because I've made some notes about them. And also Nick, anything else you want to add, mate? Yeah, I just think you was gonna clear up on the uh the scenes at the end. Um obviously yeah. being the upper tier, it was just the I think there was a few grown men in tears. Um, oh really? Over three yeah, points just, in the print. Yeah, just to see our first three points, and people obviously, people were really enjoying the situation and taking in the first three points of the season. So uh, hopefully, many more to come. I'm I'm actually going to shoot off now because we've got back to Bedford. So uh, 
We've got another half an hour back to Dunstable, but we're nearly home. Um, I've been enjoying listening. It's actually my first time on the show um, and, and on the phone-in, so hopefully I can uh, join back on the next away game um, and come on and have a chat and see how it goes. Yes, mate, Nick. You're welcome yeah. any time. Um, my, my thoughts about the, post ma- uh, the post-match scenes were um, I felt like Kabore has proper bought into what we're about at the club. I don't know if you've seen them, Ian, but did, like yes. when when yeah when the players went over to the crowd, he was loving it. I thought he was going to get into the crowd, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's infectious, isn't it? You know, um, the, the the whole structure of the environment that Luton have. Anyone that comes in, we know we know we don't we don't recruit wankers and idiots and dickheads or whatever Gary Street said, but um, anyone that comes in, you know, it's an infectious atmosphere and that, that, that comes from the supporters, you know, like, like uh, the last caller was saying there, um, you know, grown men in tears. You you don't get that at most Premier League clubs. You don't get that passion. You know, you don't, you don't get people clapping the the team. Everyone stays, everyone stays on an away day. And home games, and to clap the team. And do you, do you know what makes me laugh is that is that and mainly Watford supporters after we got that draw with um, not like I give a fuck about them, but after that draw with um, Wolves, they're like, oh, they're clapping a point, this that and then because that's what fucking support is about. That's what supporting this club is about. I wouldn't fucking dream of supporting a club like Watford and, and the way that they support their football club. Luton's completely different to that, and that's why players like Kabore have that attitude at the end of games. Um, Lukonga was the same. You know, everyone that's come in. Mengi, again, he was as well after the game in the tunnel. You know, and it, that's going to be infectious. You know, it's 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 carried on since, you know, the days of non-league, League 2, League 1. Everyone that comes here comes to play for the shirt and comes in to put a shift in. And that's what's happened. And Kabore is no exception. What a club. What a fucking club, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that's us done for this week, isn't it? You can listen back to all the post-match phone-ins across all podcast providers and our YouTube. You can listen back to the podcast as well. Check out our socials. We are Luton Town on Facebook. We are Luton Town on Twitter. The Walk Podcast on Twitter. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Telegram, Discord and Reddit. And you can find all of these on our website, wearelusiontown.co.uk. Uh, you can follow across our socials, be involved in monthly giveaways, um, Luton Town shirts, Beard Surgeon Beard Oils, and Black Star Fly Free Amps. Three points are coming back to Bedfordshire. Come on, you hatters. Come on, you hatters. Sports Social Podcast Network.